What's up, everybody? My name is Brandon here. Welcome to Rewind in the Middle, your home for all things racing with me, of course, as always, my man, Keith Bradley. Keith, how's it going? Oh, doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, doing pretty good. Just uh, trying to survive the freaking heat wave out here in good old California. I think it's going to be like 105 today and then like 108 tomorrow. And uh, it just sucks. But other than that, Yikes. doing good. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't it ain't too bad here. We had some had some iffy weather yesterday. It got pretty sketchy at times. Had some tornado warnings and a couple tornadoes in Ohio up towards Eldora, but what can you do? Yeah, well, that's true. Man. What can you do? Can't can't control the weather. We're not at that stage yet, thank God. Um because I can only imagine how how screwed up that would be if if the government had the ability to control the weather i mean all the look i mean just let's just look at all the amazing things they do um with the stuff they do have control of so i could only imagine if they ever had control of the weather what kind of fun we would, that be, would be screwed yeah, we would be <laughs> people are worried about climate change now it'd be all jacked up <laughs> yeah so, uh, but bunch of good stuff today on the pod we got obviously USAC Midget Week going on we'll be talking about the first half of that because that has definitely been some awesome racing and of course we've got to dive into last week's race at Gateway which was a really good race and obviously drama filled if you followed it at all and that is pretty much where we're going to pick or kick things off now you know one of in my opinion, one of the greatest racing movies of all time is Days of Thunder, right? And then when you think about racing movies, there's really not a lot of them. Yeah, you know, there. and when I talk about racing movies, I'm talking about all racing movies. So whether it's like F1 or a NASCAR or even, I don't know, stock racing, whatever. But there's, to me, there's only a couple of like really good ones. You know, Rush was an awesome one with the, the story of James Hunt and, and Nikki Lauda. Uh, obviously, you know, something like Stroker Race, I mean, those are, that's like a classic and Days of Thunder also to me, it's in that, that realm now of being, you know, like a classic racing movie. And one of the greatest lines of all time and not just racing movies, but just in all of movies is when Cole Trickle pulls into the pits and <laughs> Harry Hogg runs up to the window and tells him when you go back out onto the track, I want you to hit the pace car. <laughs> And he says, hit the pace car? Yes, hit the pace car. And when Cole Trickle asks what for, he says, well, you've hit every other damn thing out there. I want you to be perfect. Well, this last weekend, that was apparently what Ross Chastain's crew chief told him. <laughs> because Ross Chastain seemed to have bounced off of everything at Gateway. Um, it, was actually, <laughs> it was actually really something... To behold, it was quite impressive the amount of people that uh, he had uh, bounced off of this week at Gateway. Now, Keith, well, Keith, what was your what was your thoughts on uh, on Ross's races races last weekend? Ah, uh, man, kind of fits the bill for what he did at Coda, right? It it I does. Mean, it's, been a, it's been a running theme with Ross, not only Ross, but just the younger generation of NASCAR. Yeah. Either you move or you be moved. There is no opportunity to really, per se, race with them because mm -hmm. they get impatient. And then they just move you. And and Ross Ross moved some people. He moved a lot of guys Sunday. It made the whole race interesting, especially when 
he got into Denny. Denny hits the wall. Denny goes 11 laps down. Then Ross comes back around to pass Denny and he had a hard time. Yes, he did. Denny made sure that he had a hard time. It was, uh, it was quite impressive. And it was hilarious because when Denny's spotter came on and told him that the NASCAR tower had radioed to him and said, NASCAR says you've made your point. And he just laughed and said, yeah, right. So he was obviously pissed, which is understood. And first of all, understand if you guys have been listening to the pod and gals, we do got some lady listeners out there. Um, if, if you've been listening to the pod since the NASCAR season started, you know that Keith and I have been extremely impressed with Ross Chastain. I mean, I have been super impressed with him. I mean, the whole Trackhouse team, but him specifically, because what he's been able to do this season is nothing short of incredible. It really is when you look at it. The dude is a hard driver. He just drives the wheels off the car and he doesn't care. He's one of those guys that just doesn't care. Look, the bottom line is, and I, I know this is like blasphemy for people out there, but the bottom line is, is if he was in a black good wrench number three out there, he would have been applauded for it, right? Because those are like Earnhardt moves. You know what I mean? But he's not that. He doesn't have that type of that type of cred. And because of that, he had a lot of people pissed off at him this week. A lot of people. And it's going, it, you know, it's not over. I mean, the just because him, Denny went back and forth, it's not over. It's far from over. Yeah, it's far from over. Especially if you can, if you can only imagine, like, say, Denny doesn't make the final four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's going to play out at Phoenix? Because yep. Denny won't forget. No, of course not. Uh, I, I think Chastain definitely ruffled a lot of guys' feathers, and I think it's going to be a long stretch for Ross. Yeah, it can be. It really can be. Because now he's got a target on his back, and then it doesn't help that your car owner is on Twitter blasting Denny. Yes, exactly. Like saying, bring it. So what I would have loved to see Denny do, so like when Ross was trying to come back around and Denny was holding him up, Denny completed the damage clock. He... He came up to speed. They approved it like, hey, you made time. You're good. Ross didn't. Ross was still on the damage clock. So if Denny could have held him up even longer, NASCAR would have parked the one for expiring the damage clock. Yep, for not maintaining speed. But I don't think that's what Denny's plan was to do. I I think Ross is going to get crashed in the coming weeks. Yeah, I would be be shocked if... If Ross doesn't get dumped, I I, I would be shocked. Yeah. And, and shocked. what a better place to do it is this weekend at at Sonoma. At Sonoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can run him wide and send him off through the grass. But I, I I like Ross. Ross is a hell of a race car driver. But man, he literally hit everything but the pace car. Yes, he did. He had and, a rough week. And I got to give him some credit because after the race, he apologized to everybody and was like, "I hit just about everybody in the field." But does that make it any better? Not really. Not when Denny had probably one of the fastest cars of the beginning stages of the race. And then it's just taken out. Yeah. Yeah. Denny had it. He was definitely fast. Now, speaking of fast cars, 
the man who had the fastest car the entire race, and my heart literally broke for him, was Ryan Blaney. That poor dude can't catch a break. He really no. can't. He can't I, catch a hold right now. No, my God. Dude, once again, he is dominant and crazy fast, and they just cannot finish it off. They just can't close the deal. And this is probably the third or fourth time it's happened this season where he has been the car to beat and something like that has happened. Yeah, and, it, and it's like they take 20 steps forward with speed and running up front and then 20 steps backwards. Yep. Yep. Like it it I don't know what they're doing when they start taking the steps backward. They 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 need to figure out what it is cuz it's not just Ryan, it's the whole Ford camp. Anybody in a Ford though, they showed a lot of speed. Every Ford showed speed this weekend. I mean, hell, Joey Logano won. Yep. And But there's times where Ford is fast as hell. And there's times where Ford just struggles. I mean, look at the all-star race. Every Ford in the field, from what it looked like, other than Ryan Blaney, yep. struggled. And I mean struggled bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's been um it's been rough for him, man. And I don't know I don't know what the cause of it is. I've heard, you know, a bunch of different you know, theories on it and stuff like that. And anytime anytime you have a manufacturer where you know, they seem to be struggling somewhat compared to the other manufacturers. There's always, you know, it's, oh, it's horsepower. Oh, no, it's arrow. Well, it's the nose. No, it's this, you know. And so it'll be, you know, interesting to see if something's done with that. I'm, if NASCAR tries to even the playing field, I personally would hope that they would just leave it, let Ford yeah. figure it out. Because well, I, I think that's better than trying to give them some you know, elevated floor. Right. Yeah. And, and I think it is an arrow issue because they took all the cars to the wind tunnel after the wind tunnel boards found speed again. So yeah. it, it could be an arrow issue, but what exactly is it? We will never know because they don't, they don't really put the details out. Like when Keselowski was docked a hundred points, they never really said what they what they uh, changed and what they fixed, what yeah, they couldn't. Exactly. So, I mean, it'll all be behind closed doors for now. So now yeah. we can only just speculate. Yeah. No, you're right about that. And and when it comes to the arrow, you know, these these teams are still figuring the arrow out on these cars because yeah. it's completely different than anything they've ever done. You know, when you're talking about underbody downforce, right? Generating downforce that way. And I understand why NASCAR went that route. And I, I actually think in the coming years, as the teams get better and better at learning this, at you know, really understanding it, I think the racing is going to be incredible. I really do. Because underbody downforce is so much, it's just so much better for job. racing. Yeah. When you talk about overbody downforce, right? Where you're just essentially generating the Gen 6 car, the car that they had last season and the seasons before, right? That car aerodynamically was the most, you know, just groundbreaking aerodynamic, you know, discoveries and, you know, stuff that they had ever come up with before. The problem was, is that the car was so good 
in clean air, the moment you got behind somebody, the amount of turbulence that you were dealing with and, you know, losing the no the air on the nose and stuff like that, it just made the, you, it was almost impossible to have good racing, to have p passing. It, it was, it was yeah. horrible. It well, was horrible. I mean, there's a lot of tracks where they were just running flat out. Yeah. Never yeah. lifting or anything. Yep. And it just, so it, it, I don't know. Yeah. The, the racing wasn't as good. Like, no, it, was good, it wasn't. It wasn't exactly yeah and so with this the move to the new car you know and the underbody downforce once these teams get it figured out i do think it's going to be a lot better and that includes ford now one thing that i had heard and i actually heard this in a denny hamlin interview and this was interesting because i actually didn't know this but apparently the floors the under the under you know, the floor that goes under the cup cars now, because keep in mind that they're they're panned from front to back. Now, everything is completely sealed. Those floors were designed to be ran without the rub blocks. And then all of a sudden, NASCAR puts these rub blocks on there to prevent teams from essentially tearing up the floors, because even Denny Hamlin said in the interview, it was like those floors are fifty thousand dollars. He's like, yeah. you know, if the teams can, they'll tear up those those floors every single week if they can get them more speed and downforce. So they put those rub blocks on and those rub blocks were were never meant to be on there. And that changes the way that those things react, because now you can't get the cars low to the ground. And that has a huge difference. Now, NASCAR has tweaked the rub blocks from the originals, what they had. From my understanding, they're half the size now. Um, the, I believe the points on them have also changed. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I think where they're located is a little bit different and they've even made a tweak to the rear diffuser. So that is stuff that will all help, but the teams have got to overcome that hurdle. Now, once they overcome that, like I said, then I believe we're going to see much better racing, but it's just going to take a little bit more time because it's completely foreign. Like we said, they've never underbody downforce has never been a thing before. You know, the, the, the most creative stuff that they used to do in terms of the underbody was every component that they had that was, you know, on the bottom of the car, they would try to make it as flat as possible just so they could get the car lower. Like that was really it. So with these guys going through the wind tunnel, like you said, the Ford team seems to have found some more speed. I do think there's definitely a lot more that not only Ford can find, but all the teams and it'll make the racing much, much better. Yeah, and, and I think this is where NASCAR should reach out to IndyCar, Formula One, and yes. the uh, other venues of racing that uses this underbody, because I've even noticed this season that cars are sitting well, just a tad higher. Mm -hmm. Like before, he, I mean, yeah, the splitter's still on the ground for the most part, but the rest of the car is sitting up higher. Yes. Yep. So I, I just feel like they need to reach out, talk to, I mean, granted, yes, the, an IndyCar and a NASCAR, two totally different sides of the spectrum, but you can still get a little bit of tips and ideas on what to do. Absolutely. Things that, hell, they've used the underbody like that since yep. they've and the, the, had IndyCars. Specifically the rear diffusers, yeah. And yeah, that's the yeah. thing. When you talk about, when you talk about downforce, downforce is such a, when you start talking about downforce and CFD analysis and stuff like that, it is so complex. It is so complex. And when you talk about something like a diffuser, right? And when you are looking at downforce, there is this thing that's called 
the coefficient of lift. Now, the coefficient of lift is the coefficient that is used to determine essentially the to make it simple, the aerodynamic property of that that component, right? If you look at a diffuser. Well, the thing with the diffuser is, is that you can have the exact same diffuser, but the coefficient of lift will change based on the way that that car is sitting, whether it's got rake in it, means meaning the rear is higher than the front or vice versa, the front being higher than the rear. If it's tilted, Anything like that can have it. It will not only change how much downforce is generating, but the actual coefficient to it. It's like a variable in a complex formula. And NASCAR's never had to deal with that before, right? Like they've never dealt with it. It's always been, like we said, overbody downforce. So I'm with you, man. I don't think, I think reaching out to teams, you know, other teams would definitely help. And, you know, F1 you know, IndyCar, whatever, because just understanding the diffusers more, I I think would be a massive help. And look, maybe some of them have, I mean, I mean, look, Penske's been dancing, you know, I mean, that's somebody who's got obviously, well, you know, his foot on both sides of that fence and has for years. So, you know, maybe, maybe they are, who knows, but only time will tell. And overall it was a good race. Uh, Gateway was, was. definitely, it's a unique track. Um, I was really concerned going into it because I knew that they would be shifting. I was worried that we were going to see something like Martinsville, and fortunately, we didn't. So, yeah, it was um, it was a good race, and I was I was happy it turned out the way and, it did. And and it was sold out, so that helps too. Absolutely. Um, and and they announced that they'll be back on the schedule next season, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to keep going back to these new places just to keep it interesting, keep the fan base interested and and bring in new fans and help bring back the old fans that either A, left the sport or B, just took a break because the new car turned them away. Yeah, I'm with you. Cause, exactly. Because the new car did turn a lot of the fan base away when they moved the numbers because it wasn't traditional. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes things just need change. Like I was against it for a little bit. And then I seen it on the car and was like, that don't look too bad. Cause now if you're, if you're a business or a big major corporation coming into the sport, now you can put a bigger logo on the side of the car. Yeah. Which is, and, and NASCAR, you know, sponsorship is what fuels the whole thing. So yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. I'm with you. I liked the numbers where they were, but I also understand why they changed it. And if that can help the sport, generate more revenue, attract more sponsors, whatever it is, then I'm all for it. Because at the end of the day, cash, cash is king in racing. Yes. It is and, and, bottom line. And especially in NASCAR, because it's all sponsorship driven. Yep. And, and we've seen teams fall and fold because of lack of sponsorships. Yep. I mean, we still kind of see it today in the Xfinity series, big time and the trucks, big time. So, I mean, I get what they're doing, and I hope they just continue to improve it because the more you improve it, the better off it'll be. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so overall, good week at Gateway. We got Sonoma coming up this next week. Um, I've said it before. I'm not the biggest fan of the road courses, but I will be watching. Sonoma was actually the first ever cup race that I went to. Uh, back when I was, I, th- I think I was like 12 years old, 13 years old. And so, um, you know, back then it was Sears point. I still call it Sears point, but Me too. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but it'll be, it'll be a, it'll be an interesting weekend after Sears point. Then we go to Nashville super speedway. We do have a lot, quite a few road courses coming up over the next bit. We've got Sears point 
this week. Um, and then in two weeks, I believe we've got Road America. I and, think so. Yeah, Road America. And then uh, what's the other one? I thought there was one more after that. Uh, Watkins Glen, I think, is after. Yeah, Watkins Glen. I, oof. It's, we got Sonoma next week. I know the, I know Road the America first week of July. And then, oh, the end of July is the um, Indianapolis Road, road course. course, yeah, and then they it. go to Mid Ohio. Xfinity does, I think. I think they're going back to Mid Ohio. Yeah, Watkins Glen I is in August. Wrong. Yeah, Watkins yeah. Glen is in August. Yeah, so so yeah, a couple of road courses coming up. We got three of them in the next you know month and a half. But but yeah, so fun week at Gateway. But next we're going to be doing what we brought next last week. We brought out one of our new segments, hits the mark, and so we're going to be doing that. Right now, another segment of Hits the Mark. We got some good ones that I kind of went through and uh pulled a bunch of stuff so we could uh so we could have some some fun with this. And uh Keith, you ready? Let's do it. All right, we got ready some, we got some interesting stuff. So so we'll start with the NASCAR stuff first since we just kind of wrapped up. But first and foremost. Last week's race at Gateway was the most drama-filled race we've seen so far this season. Does that hit the mark or miss the mark? I definitely hits the mark. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely. a drama-filled race. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I had somebody who's was like, "Well, it's not the Daytona 500." That that that's a different kind of drama. I mean, that you know, those types of races like that when you talk about the prestigious ones, Obviously, they're kind of in their own category, but just in terms of just, you know, a points race with that much stuff going on, that much drama and, you know, good racing. Absolutely. Well, you, you had really good racing up front. You had awesome races for the lead and then you had Ross and, and everybody Danny, against yeah, Ross. Ross. Yeah, Ross against <laughs> the world. So, so yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely drama filled. All right. Next one. Uh, we've got a quote here from Eddie DeHaunt, spotter for Chase Elliott, and he said this in regards to Ross Chastain. That kid needs an ass whooping. Does this hit the mark or miss the mark? <laughs> uh, it hits the mark. It's got to hit the mark. It can't yeah. miss. Yeah, it, it hits the mark. You know, Ross kind of reminds me of what he's doing right now. It reminds me of a young Kurt Busch. You yeah. know, that's what yeah. it reminds me of. It does. And um, look, man, like I said, I've been a fan of Ross, the stuff that he's done this year. I, I have a, I have a huge level of respect for it, man. And I like, I like watching him drive because he's, he, he races hard. He leaves it all out on the racetrack. He does, man. He does 100%. But, you know, I do think um, he's, I do, I, 100% truly believe that he is fortunate to be in this newer era. I think he already would have gotten ass whooping if this was happening, you know, late nineties, mid nineties. And, <laughs> and you know, and I think the ass whooping's coming because I do too. These, these veteran drivers in the sport right now have, have been through some of them's been through the two thousands, some mm -hmm. of them late 2000s, and them guys, they raced with respect back then. If you're faster, they let you go. Yes. Not, while well, I'm faster, I'm moving you into laps, and we're 20 laps into the race. So, 
this new generation is about to learn a hard lesson with the older generation because I, I foresee it, an ass whipping coming. I don't know who it's going to be from, but an ass whipping's coming. Yeah, I'm with you. I definitely I hate to say it, but, yeah. but Ross's name's at the top of the list, and maybe Chase Briscoe right under him. Yeah, he it is right there. He's right there at the top. He is he is the leader of it. Oh, we got one more NASCAR one here. Denny Hamlin's actions towards Ross Chastain this last weekend at Gateway were 100% justified. Hits the mark or misses the mark? Hits the mark. For I'm sure. with you once again. But, hits the mark. But in Denny's, and, and I'm going to go to bat for Denny here. If I'm Denny Hamlin, I'm slowing that one down even more to where he doesn't maintain the minimum speed so that way the one's parked. And then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to send him off the racetrack at Sonoma. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I think road courses are good for that. I really yeah. do. You know, and there's a lot of places that if you can get close to somebody, like you said, you can send them off. You know, Sonoma's got those two short shoots that are right next to each other. You've got those yep. S's. I mean, there's a few spots where you, it wouldn't take much to send someone off into the gravel. So, so and, and what, what comes to mind about the road course and payback Years ago, when Brad Keselowski drove the 88 for Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity Series, Keselowski moved Harvick at Watkins Glen. Kevin Harvick lined up behind Keselowski and got in his head, and they were talking over the radio. Kevin was saying, I'm getting the 88. I'm going to get the 88 going into one. And he, in fact, braked early, and the 88 drove off the racetrack. So, Mm -hmm. could we see it at Sonoma? I think so. I yeah, really do. Definitely. There's a lot of opportunities for payback at Sonoma. Yeah, there is. There is. Especially and... going in that hairpin. Mm-hmm. I remember what Vickers yep. did to Tony Stewart. Yep. Yep. 100%, man. So yeah, there's a few spots there. And I, I would, I would be shocked if we didn't see something this weekend, which no. I think uh, is, I think is awesome, man. I really do. And that's it's good the thing. For the sport. It's awesome for the sport, man. For all the people who might hate Ross Chastain. That is great. You know, Dale Earnhardt said it best when he told Jeff Gordon, he said, it doesn't matter if they're cheering or they're booing. As long as they make noise, it's great for the sport. And that's the truth, yep. man. That's absolutely the truth. There's nothing better than a polarizing driver right i mean not to make this political but why do you think all those news shows out there still to this day keep talking about donald trump dude's not even the president no more but it's because he's so polarizing people like love him or hate him and they know that if they're talking about him it's going to get people to watch and it's the same thing with drivers like ross chastain or these issues between like chastain and hamlin like but people want to see that they absolutely want to see that. And I think it's great because I thought when I was growing up watching NASCAR as a kid, that was one of my favorite things was the rivalries. Yep. It was absolutely the rivalries. And, and, and what sucks for, for Ross is not only is he going to get it from Denny, but he's going to get it from chase. Yes. Yeah. He's got a couple on the list. It's yeah. <laughs> a couple of them. <laughs> he's playing with the double edged sword. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So our next couple here are, we got some questions that are going to lead us into our next next little talking subject here, which has been the Indiana Midget Week. So first up is Buddy Kofoid's dominance in the first half of Indiana Midget Week will continue during the second half. Does that hit the mark or miss the mark? I think it's going to miss the mark. I'm with you, man. I don't think he can carry that through the entire Midget and, Week. And the reason why I say that is these teams have had five days off yep they have they're, they're back to the drawing board and, and i think uh 
we've seen one guy knock him off the throne at tri-state and i think it's going to continue yeah no i'm with you man and um you know and look dude buddy kofoid what he did those first few races and i get you know Il- i get illinois that's not indiana midget week but it was literally the night before all right like from that race you know and then the first couple nights in midget week dude he was incredible he was absolutely incredible he was on another level so it it was it i mean it was just awesome to watch i mean the kid can drive dude he can absolutely drive but no, i don't he can think drive he can, anything yes but but i don't think he's going to be able to carry it through the second half of the of the mid no that doesn't mean he's not going to win a race i just i don't think he's going to be winning three no. out of four you know uh, and and these guys were too good uh, in the mm-hmm. USAC second side there there's a i can name seven that could win at any given time and- yep Give them a couple of days off so they can regroup, refocus. Yep. They'll come out swinging. Yep, absolutely. So, all right. Our last hits the mark or misses the mark is a quote from your boy, Timez. In his post-race interview after winning, he said, that's what I had to do to beat him, so that's what I did to beat him. In terms of Buddy Colfoy being upset. Is what Timez said justified? Right? Is it hit the mark or miss the mark? I think it hits the mark. I think so too. Just simply because Buddy Kofoid flat ran Justin Grant's nose over. Yep. And so I didn't see Timez do anything to Buddy Kofoid. Nope. nope. And then I even, right before the podcast started, I went back and watched it just to make sure I didn't miss anything. They never touched. They never touched wheels. Nerf bars never touched. Bumpers never touched. Yeah, there was buddy's, no contact. Rear, rear touched uh, uh, Justin Grant's nose, so I think it's justified. I think it's justified too. Definitely hits the mark. Go team as. Yep, yep. That was and that was is is awesome as Kofoid looked those first few nights. That race with with him and team as was probably my favorite race so far. Absolutely. In midget week, 100%. you know, and not just because I'm a team as fan, but because that tri-state was just that track. That was an awesome racetrack, man. It was just a slider die track. And those dudes were just trading sliders, man. And, just and throwing haymakers. Sometimes you got to have elbows up and that's what they did. And that's what team did. Yeah, they did. They did. So yeah, it was an awesome race, man, and I was happy to see Timez come out on top. Um, he's uh had a good had a good bounce back. The first couple nights weren't the best for him. Um little little rough waters there. I mean, he still, I mean, he was running, you know, it's not like he was in last, but I mean, I was hoping that he was gonna be, you know, on the podium a little bit more to start the to start it off, and he uh rebounded I th- I nicely. I think they'll get back there. They they've had five days or four days, or whatever, off to to regroup, and I think TMS will come out swinging. Yeah, no, absolutely. And look, you know, getting that win at at Hopstot, dude, was was huge. And when you knock that off, you've got momentum. You know, even though it's different tracks and stuff like that, it just it 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 plays a part, man. It makes a difference. And it does. And it does. So who who's your pick? For we won't look at the rest of the entire speed weeks, but we just got a couple of races coming up here. Who are you liking? You know, last night Circle City got got rained out. It's postponed to this Sunday. So, 
Midget Week will not be wrapping up at Kokomo. It's going to wrap up at Circle City on the 12th. But we've got Lincoln tonight. Then we've got Gas City on the 10th, Kokomo the 11th, and Circle City the 12th. So let's go through the tracks real quick. We'll go by, we'll go one by one. Who's your, who's your man to beat at Lincoln? Um, at Lincoln Park, I'm going to take uh, Justin Grant. Ah, dude, that was going to be my pick. I think he's due, man. He's been running up front. And he hasn't gotten the win, but I think he's due. He has been dominant in the early parts of the season. I think it just continues. He, I think he's going to come out swinging at Lincoln Park because of being taken out at Tri-State because Justin Grant was running really good before he was wrecked. So Yeah, he was. Yeah, he had, he had a podium finish lined up. So, yeah, uh, sure. I like that pick. What about Gas City? I'm going to go team as a Gas City. God dang it, dude. Are you reading my mind right now? That's who I was going to pick. Uh, I, I think Team Ez is going to I think Team Ez is going to win Gas City too. I think I, he's going to You pop put him off. in any car, any car at Gas City, Team Ez will drive the damn wheels off of yeah. it. He he has a ton of wins at Gas City in a sprint car, so I think that'll flood on over to the midget. Yeah. Gas City's one of my favorite tracks, man. I love that track. I would I it's yeah. one of my one of the tracks I've always wanted to go to. I absolutely love I69. And it's it, so it just fun. puts on amazing races. Yeah, it does, man. It does. I love those tracks like Gas City. You know, they're it, they're they're not too big. They're not too small. Like they're they're just right, man. They're just they're just yeah. right. Oh, I like Kokomo. Yep, exactly. Which is our next track. Who's your pick at Kokomo? Oh, this one will take some thinking here because uh, I can name two or three guys, but I think Buddy Kofoid will win at Kokomo. You think Buddy Kofoid's going to win at Kokomo? I'm yeah. actually thinking that it's going to be. I I think Justin Grant's going to get another one at Kokomo, and and he could. And I yeah. I'm going to predict the podium for Kokomo to be Buddy Kofoid, Justin Grant, and Haley Bryson. Haley Bryson's been running really good so far. I've been super yep. impressed, man. She's been running really good. Yeah, she's been really good. Um, there's been some, you know, obviously, you know, Kofoid with his the run that he had to start things off, and then Timez went in. You know, there it's been um, you know, it's been kind of overshadowed, but dude, a lot of those guys, uh, you know, we talked about Mitchell Moles, like, dude, he's been doing good. Kaylee Bryson's been doing good. Like, there's been some people who've been running really, really good. Our boy Rylan Gray that we talked about you know, making the feature run decent. Like there's been some, some impressive runs, man. I've been, I've been uh, really, really impressed with the stuff I've seen. I tell you who has so far early in this uh, midget week, who has really impressed me is Jacob Denny. Yeah. I, that I think is, that is another one. Horse to, to steal a win in the light later half of this uh, Indiana midget week. That, that would not be shocking. That would actually be really cool if that happened. Cause he he was he was cowboying up at Lawrenceburg Speedway for his first time there, and he just looked impressive. He caught my eye, and, and he's been running really good. Yeah, that would be cool if he if he pulled off a win. So, so yeah, we got we got some still some uh fun races coming up for for midget week. Looking forward to that. Like me and Keith talked about last week, it's pretty much it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. So. Should be a lot of fun. Now, before we wrap up our little USAC talk here, you had some big news that I I did not know I had not heard yet regarding uh, Kevin Thomas. So, what's going on with him? 
Um, yeah, so last week after we were done with the podcast, and it kind of upset me because it, it was posted during our podcast, and usually I'm on Twitter during just to catch some late news, and Snow Racing and Kevin Thomas Jr. parted ways. They're, they're going their, their separate ways. I didn't really see why or what caused them to want to go separate ways because it's it's KT's first season really truly running a wing car, and it, it just shocked me because why would they let somebody go that's still somewhat, I'm going to say learning, because the man's proven in a non-wing car, but he, he's unproven in a wing car, and he needs needs reps, and uh, it, it it shocked me. Yeah. It shocked me to see them let him go, and and, and same with uh, the Tanner Thorson and Reinbold, but that's a whole different subject, and then the more news that keeps coming up about that is it's real shocking, but with KT leaving and and them going in their separate ways and and not only the team because the team's got two cars and I thought KT was driving a lot better than the second car the second driver but they kept that driver so it, it it's weird hmm. it's mind blowing that it even happened that is interesting yeah I wonder why man I wonder if it was a performance thing or if there's something else going on you know because I would if it was a performance thing that would be I just, I don't know, man. That'd be shocking. Because like you said, dude, he's such a good driver. Like, it, it's not like he's someone where you're like, oh, pff, no, I mean, champion caliber driver in a non-wing, but put a wing on him, dude's trash. Like, no, he's not. The dude's, he's, he, the dude can drive, right? Like, he's a freaking wheel. I mean, he, he made an outlaw show here at Lawrenceburg. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that just shows that he can drive. And then a day later, they they go separate ways. That's what's surprising to me. Yeah, that is pretty surprising. I wonder if something else happened. I mean, because I mean, if it was performance so far, that just would be shocking. But I mean, how could you base it off performance? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Maybe Tanner Thorson ruined it for everybody with the first year that he had last year. Maybe that's what everyone's expecting and, now. I don't know. And, <laughs> and what what really surprises me is because you know, going into the season, you you have a wing guy come or non-wing guy coming to the wing side and hasn't really ran a wing car. I mean, he has, but hasn't, and he's wanting to run the full season. And I've, I feel like if you're going to hire a guy, you got to take the good with the good and the bad with the bad. Cause you're going to have bad times. Oh, absolutely. And no matter what kind of car you're running, you're going to have some ups and you're going to have a lot of downs, especially when you're newer to the wing side. And it just, I hate it for Kevin Thomas because me and him was pretty good friends when we were racing. And, and I hate to see a guy lose a ride, but I hope he comes back to the non-wing side, but I doubt it. I think he's going to continue running a wing. Just don't know what car. Yeah. I'm sure he'll find a ride. He's too good not to have a ride. I mean, yeah, he's too good to not be out of the sport. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to be done. So I'm sure I'm sure someone will pick him up. But yeah, that's definitely I was shocked when you told me that, man. I was not expecting to hear that. So I was mind blown when I was reading it. And I I just out of curiosity, I want to see where he's at in points with the All Stars because I know he's running Rookie of the Year. And yeah, he's twelfth in points. So and and yeah. in, in his stats the first year, yeah, it ain't something to to die for, but he's made ten features out of the sixteen and he's one top five and one top ten. I mean, yeah, them those aren't good stats, but he's flirting with the top 10 in points, right? With uh, Chris Wyndham. Yeah. And dude, that, you know, the all-stars is no joke. 
right? Like, I mean, we always talk about the outlaws, but the all-stars is a legit series. Like you look at the guys who run the all-stars consistently, right? Like that's where you find, you know, the Tanner Thorsons, the Rico Abrews, right? Like you find those guys, like they are legit drivers. Just because you're not an outlaw does not mean you're not a phenomenal sprint car driver. So the all-star series is legit. So, I mean, for someone who is a, a rookie, and not only that series, but the car to be doing what he's doing, I think is I think that's tremendous. So I think so too. I mean, do you do you do you always want to win? You do, but you also have, like I said, you got to take the good with the good and the bad with the bad. Yeah, you got to be realistic. You can't just give up on the guy when it's his first full season in a wing car, but. A lot of these cars are performance based. If you're not performing, you're going to find yourself out of the car real quick and and it just sucks. Yeah, that is true, man. You know, running a dirt team is is not like running a NASCAR team, you know what I mean? But now now looking at the points, it kind of has my gears turning. Do you think cuz he drove Kevin Thomas drove for Bernie that owns Indy Race Parts a couple times last season and now his number on the point standings has changed from nine to 71. Do you, do you think Bernie's going to, Hey, we'll just put you in our car. Um, uh, I could see that. Or one of our cars I because see they are that. good friends too. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got a couple of cars. Yeah. I could see and that. They're good cars. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, buddy Kofoid has been running damn good in the 71. Yeah. No, they had the, you know, they had a, they, they had the uh, any race part cars at the world finals last year, man. They were doing good. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see that. Well, that's something I watch. think that would it's be a good landing cool. spot for him. And to I be think honest. so, too. Yeah, because here here's the thing. I mean, you have to have good people behind you and you have to have the trust in those people to. Understand that they're doing the right decisions for you. And, and it's all about being comfortable with that group. Maybe he just wasn't comfortable with it. Maybe they weren't gelling good. And I know him and Bernie get along just great and just fine. The friendship's there. Maybe that's part of the reason. We'll see. Uh, I don't know when the next All-Star race is, but it'll be something to look for. Yeah. No, you're oh, right. That tomorrow. could be something. They race tomorrow. So, so that'll be something to look for tomorrow. Yeah, that could definitely be you know, something um, to keep an eye out for because, yeah. Because I, no, knowing Kevin Thomas Jr., he just ain't going to give up. He He's not going to give up till he gets it. Oh, no. Uh-uh. No. Yeah, he, he this was a long-term play. He wasn't going yeah. wing racing for, for the summer. Shits and giggles. Yeah, it's not like yeah. he was just going to try it out and then be like, all right, well, uh, next week. I I'll tried just, it. I'm going back to USAC. Yep, going and, back to USAC. So. No, th- this is... This is the best move for Kevin, I think. Wing racing, even Chris Wendell, because if you want to make a good living racing, wing racing's where it's at. If not wing racing, it's dirt late models. Yeah, yeah, because you're not going to do it in the non-wing stuff right now. No, yeah. un- unfortunately, you're not, no. and that sucks. Yeah, unless I mean, we'll see. You know what happens with the extreme stuff, with the extreme outlaws. You know, with the the extreme sprints and and midget series. Um, but that's the first year and you know, it's, it's got a ways to go before you're looking at that being something where, you know, prize money is on par with the world of outlaws, you know, late models or sprint cars. So, and they, and speaking of the extreme series, they, they kick off two more races this weekend. 
Yeah, that's right, they do. Where are they at this weekend? They're at Lake Ozark Speedway Friday and Saturday. Oh. Well, that's interesting. You know, I'm surprised that they did that with Midget Week going on. I'm actually surprised they did that. I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised on the other hand. Because, I mean, I'd be more surprised if, say, USAC non-wing cars were running somewhere. Well, no, I that that is true. But, you know, there's a lot of, you know, you look at a lot of those midget drivers, a lot of those guys run the sprint cars as well. Yeah. You know? I mean, hell, Timez, he won the first Extreme Outlaw race in the sprint car, so. And we know he ain't going to be there because he's running for the championship in the midgets. Yeah, exactly. So. And Justin Grant won't be there. Mm-hmm. And he, well, he was up in points till the tire situation came out. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh God! All right, well, a bunch of good stuff to keep an eye out for this weekend. As we've got the Extreme Outlaws, we've also got the Million Dollar Late Model Race. That's actually going to be tonight. Um, we'll we'll be covering that next week because I haven't even got the chance to really even look into it because of everything that's been going on with work and all the other, all the other stuff that's been happening. So, so we'll keep an eye out on for that, but yeah, good weekend of racing last weekend. And we got another good one coming up, especially with second half of midget week and all that stuff like that. So before we wrap things up for this week's podcast, we got one more thing that we got to do, and that is our goat of the week. So Keith, who is your goat of the week? Oh man, I could go a lot of ways with this. Um, man, I wish I could have two, but I'm gonna have to go Joey Logano. Good one, because he 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 muscled up and and got around Kyle Busch at St. Louis, and Joey Logano wins another first race at a new track. Yeah, that was a very impressive win by by Logano. That was a really impressive. That win. was a statement win. Mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah. I feel like it was. Yeah, that was a good win for him. And they, you know, they it seems like with them this year they've had, you know, a, their their tracks that they've ran really good at. I mean, obviously he won the clash at the start of the year, which obviously it's its own thing. Um now he did win Darlington, which is obviously a difficult track, and then comes out and wins at Gateway, which is another difficult track so i mean he's he's still got it um he's still a phenomenal driver so for him to 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 pop off another one and you know like you said in such a convincing fashion where you know you're you're passing kyle bush like that you know it's not like he he didn't like win on strategy or something he just flat out went out there and drove the wheels off it so yeah that's a good one man i like that one all right well my goat of the week and we've already talked about him a little bit, but I, I'm going. I'm going with my go to the week is Timez, and I'm doing it literally because he beat Buddy Kofoid after Kofoid had been on a roll, and then just the fact that he said what he said in the post race interview. Like I just love that the fact that the dude is just so driven, and so I'm here to win, and this is what I had to do to win, so I did it. I just love it. So Timez yeah. is my goat of the week. And- and you can't fault him for it. And like we were talking before we started the podcast today, 
I didn't see anything wrong that Timez did other than straight up race Buddy Kofoid for the win. I mean, I know why Timez is mad because you wrecked his teammate. Yeah. You wrecked him. You flat out wrecked him. Whether it was on purpose or not on purpose, we'll never know. Then again, I mean, it's racing, so shit's going to happen. But then again, you wrecked Justin Grant. Yep. So to have Timez be mad, understand it. I get it. Yep. And, and Timez wears his emotions on his sleeve, and he's going to say what he needs to be said at the time. Yep, he does, which is always always one of the fun things about him. It's one of the reasons I like him so much. So, so yeah, Timez, Thomas Mesrol is my goat of the week. So before we, uh, before we bounce out of here, I want to give a shout-out to a friend of mine, Moo Chamberlain. He's new to the podcast. I, I sent him the link, and he's been listening. And I got to tell a funny story about Mooch. So me and him worked together at – actually, he was a cop, and I grew up around him. Then we, we were partners at Signorama, a local sign shop here in Lawrenceburg. And we went to Midget Week last season, and it was so funny. He, uh, he borrowed a golf cart, and I'm on my way. And he calls, and he's like, hey, stop at the shop, pick up some tools. I was like, for what? And I was unloading the golf cart and I went to take it up a hill and the left front shock fell off of it. <laughs> it. It was, it was hilarious. I showed up and was like, you gotta be kidding me. This is funny. And then we couldn't get it fixed. So we had to be careful. If we leaned to one side, the, it'd feel like the golf cart was about to flip over. Yeah. Those things don't exactly, have no, the, no, those it, things don't exactly have the best center of gravity. They're not built for, and, and, and I told him, I was like, hey, for listening, I'll give you a shout out. Nah, I'll mention that story because it was it was really funny. I wish I would have had it on video because it was priceless. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. All right. Big shout out to your boy, man. Tell him thanks for listening. That's awesome, man. Oh, so, absolutely. You guys, that is going to do it all for this week's podcast. Please download, subscribe, share all that other good stuff that we ask you to do every single week. The, the numbers keep going up. Um, it is it, they are climbing, so please keep doing what you're doing. We really appreciate it. It's um, It's been a lot of fun. Me and Keith obviously love doing this. And, uh, yeah, have a good weekend. Take care.